Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now i may forget some things but i never forget your faces if you come and see me in the years to come, as I hope you will, you may see me hesitate. And you'll say to yourself, oh, the old boy doesn't remember me. But I do remember you, as you are now. That's the point. In my mind, you remain boys, just as you are this evening. El Orans, truly for some men, nothing is written unless they write it. Malta, Syracuse, Messina, Naples. Porto Ercole, July the 18th, 1610. Four years on the run. So many labels on the luggage and hardly a friendly face. Always on the move. Running into the poisonous blue sea. Running under the July sun. Uh, what won the derby in 1921? Mr. Jack Jones, humorist, with Steve Donegal of one left at the odds of six to one, second and third, Craig and Aaron, and Lemonora. Am I right, sir? Right. The colour's wrong. I'll bash his brains out, I'll kill it! I don't want this baby, Jeff! I don't want to be a mother! I don't want to be a woman! The proper way to eat a fig in society is to split it in four, holding it by the stump, and open it so that it is a glittering, rosy, moist, honeyed, heavy-petaled, four-petaled flower. That's great! That's good! Good! Come on, more of that, more of that! Now give it to me, really give it to me! Come on now! What do you believe is behind this recent increase in terrorist bombings? Bad sportsmanship. I admire your luck, Mr... Bond. James Bond. Nothing could detain me from instant communion with a living survivor of the House of Charlotte. Hello, ducks. How are you? I hope you like it here. I promise. <laughs> to act as my conscience dictates. I can tell you they're an absolute shower. A positive shower. Don't hit me, Josh! Nobody hits me! They can help me, but they can't hit me! Josh <laughs> fucker did! Every day, every hour, every day! Whatever the Anna's bare minute! They will imprison us, they will fine us, they will seize our possessions, but they cannot take away our self-respect if we do not give it to them. Alas, poor Yara. I knew him, Horatio. A fellow of infinite jet, of most excellent fancy.
special night. That night only comes once a year, or whenever we get to another 20 films. Every six to ten months or so. It's Brendan. And it's Jason. And this is a podcast. That we like to call. For Screen and Country. Oh, you good? You good? Woo! Oh, and big thanks, Brendan, for that opening montage. That was wonderful. Good job. Thanks. But we're here special this week because it is that time of the podcast again when we have gotten through our block of 20 films. 20, 20, 20 films. We've watched a wide selection of British films. <laughs> Everything from Local Hero to Goodbye Mr. Chips. From the 39 Steps to Good Days at the Zoo. From Lawrence of a- Arabia <laughs> to... Mr. Magoo! Yeah, sure, why not? Is Mr. Magoo on here somewhere? I want to say, too, I think, um, I, first of all, thank you for the you know the, the nice things you said about the montage. Um, because what I enjoyed the most while we were sitting through that montage is watching your confused face at every single clip. <laughs> I remembered some of them. <laughs> some of them were a long time ago. Yeah, well, Taste of Honey was quite a while it ago. It was, it was. Jason, this is our awards slash rankings show. That's right. We are going to give out some awards, and this year, this this year, this time, we're going to do it a little differently. Are we? We've, you know, this. You didn't inform me about this. <laughs> I was not told that there would be changes. You were not prepared. Um, this is uh, usually we kind of come to a consensus on who we want to give these awards to. But I thought, you know what, Jason and I are different people. That's right. We're not one person. As as many uh, fan theories have been circulating around the web. Oh, it's not true at all. Uh, We are separate people with different desires and dreams and different movies that we like. We have been in different rooms at different times. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the same time. Listen, listen, I'm going to drink my beer while he talks. Okay. And this is Brendan talking. Make those slurping sounds. Ah, See, it's totally, it's totally we're different people because he's drinking right now and I'm still talking. Ah. See, there you go. Fan theory debunked. Put the rumors to rest. Now, st- stop sending us that deviant art. <laughs> Please, God. I don't need it. I don't. I can't handle it. My butt and Jason's balls. Not a good fit. How did you get those pictures? Anyway, let's move on, Jason. We we have got some awards to give out to, to some of the movies we've covered. Should we? Should we? Should we list? Should we go through the movies that we have covered? Or should we? Should we tell the people? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a list in order of? I I, I, I will. Sure. Sorry, I mean, this is in no particular order, because we'll rank well, them this later. Well, is, this is in the order that we've listened to them. Yeah, so, I mean, we've, we've listened to them? We've, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah, we, of course. Why? We always listen to every episode. Twist. We've only ever watched the audio versions of these movies. Did you just cut one? Cut I one? did, I did. Nice. We've only watched the audio versions of these movies. The radio plays to us. Yeah. So, uh, Local Hero. Don't Look Now. Uh, actually, you know what? Local Hero, number 37. Don't Look Now, number 8. Mm. Mona Lisa, number 67. A Taste of Honey, number 56. Mm. Women in Love was number 87. Dong's out filmmaking. That's right. Uh, Brazil, number 54. Our longest episode. A Blow Up, number 60. The 39 Steps, number 4. Uh, I'm All Right Jack was number 47. Mm -hmm. Lawrence of Arabia was number 3. Passport to Pimlico was 63. Elizabeth was 71. The Bells of St. Trinian's was 94. The Wicker Man was 96. The Crying Game was 26. Caravaggio was 93. Dr. No was 41. Gandhi was 34. And that's that? No. No? We missed one. Ha- Hamlet? Hamlet was 69. And... And Goodbye Mr. Chips was 72 when he died. Oh. <laughs> Poor Mr. Chips. So there you go. Goodbye. That's what we've covered. Jason, let's go to our first award. First award! Let's 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 save the big ones for the end. Da, 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 let's da, start da, with da, da. the let's start with the Sean Connery It Was a Different Time Award. Now this this is an award that has been established in memory of Sir Sean Connery. That in he's memory not a knight. Of a man. He's not a knight and he's not dead, but in memory of Sir Sean Connery and his uh, maybe sometimes making decisions as a character in a movie that wouldn't fly in today's modern era. And in honor of that. This award goes to something that we deem maybe out of its own time. 
Or certainly out of this time. Okay, so would you like to give yours first? Mine is actually a pretty legitimate, I think, winner for this one. It's, okay. it's Alec Guinness's entire performance in uh, Lawrence of Arabia because it is a fantastic performance as King Faisal. But the fact that he's playing an Arab man, it would not fly in 2019, nor should it. There are plenty of talented Arab actors out there that would probably do that role at least as well as Alec Guinness. Well, I've saved that as a nominee in another category. Alrighty. But I'm going to go with Sean Connery and his white privilege in Dr. No. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Just the fact that he knows what's right for that black guy and that woman. Absolutely. No question. (laughs) White male privilege. Yeah, well, I mean, in in those days, yeah. He was the ultimate authority, right? From God to white man to everybody else. Is that not still the case? And cancel. We're going to have to have a talk. (laughs) (laughs) All right, our next category, Jason. I'm going to introduce our next category. It is for the best animal performance. Best animal performance. This was a lot easier the last time. but yes. The not, I, I have thought about some potentials here. Mm-hmm. I, I've narrowed it down to three. Yes. Uh, there was the bunny in Local Hero. Okay, yeah. There was the bunny in Mona Lisa. Mm, yeah, that and one. Then there was the camels in Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, what about the bunny in uh, Wicker Man? The dead bunny? Oh, there was a bunny in Wicker Was that Wicker Man? No, that was Local Hero. No, what was the one with the with the the kid that they thought, uh, thought, oh. they thought the kid turned into the rabbit? Oh, that was a bunny, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a Wicker Man, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I am going to say... Just based on their absolute manhandling of the actors on the set, I got to give it to the camels in Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, I, actually, it's funny you say that because my award specifically went to the camel that hucked uh, uh, Peter O'Toole off. <laughs> oh, the one oh, off screen. Well, yeah, it was off screen, but uh, I still think he gets he deserves specific or she deserves the specific award for he this wasn't, performance. He wasn't putting up with Peter O'Toole's no, bullshit. No, absolutely not. Nor should he. And and that camel's lucky because, as we know in real life, Lawrence accidentally shot his camel in the back of the head and threw himself off it. Mm, yeah. As Presented in the eponymous film, The, the Camels. Jason, what's the next category? Here? Our next category, Brendan, is most uncomfortable sex scene. Mm. And mine is a bit different. Okay. My most uncomfortable sex scene is only because it was not actually a sex scene. Oh, it was here the, we go. the nude wrestling scene in Women in Love. And it wasn't uncomfortable because it was two men sex. But you were- And I was uncomfortable by that fact. I thought, look, guys, if you're going to do this, let's do this and get it over with. I don't find sex uncomfortable. I find waiting for sex uncomfortable. And plus you were super hard. Uh, totally. You had nowhere to put it. Totally. Exactly. And I needed them to enable relief. Well, you know what? I considered the scene in Don't Look Now, but I think that's actually not really uncomfortable. I think it's just no. a really naturalistic yeah. love scene. Yeah, exactly. It is. And, and it's between a married couple. What I think was the most uncomfortable sex scene is the threesome from Blow Up. Oh, yeah. Because it's almost borderline rape. Yeah, yeah. And there's question of their age. I yeah. Think. So that was, that was, that was that's for probably, me. That's probably legit the most uncomfortable sex scene, I would say. That was for me a rough one. Yeah. So, so congratulations, Blow Up. Your trophy is in the mail. <laughs> uh, what's, what's the name of the director, Jason? The Marty... Schlovenhorn. Michelangelo Antonioni. Oh, that one. It was Antonioni. There you go. Antonioni. Our next category. Our next category, Jason, is for the best musical moment. This was a tough one. So I have a lot of them that I want to talk about. All right. Uh, first of all, in Mona Lisa, the whole thing where Peter, the whole scene with Peter Gabriel's song "In Too Deep," mm-hmm. uh, when he's going around trying to find the young Cause prostitute. Cause I'm in too deep, and I'm trying to keep a uh oh in my head instead of going under. Everything about this is something I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> the Peter Gabriel song, not that song. No, okay. Um, another one is the scene in Local Hero where the Russian dude starts singing at the party. I think that's that a was fun a, one. That was a cool one. That is a fun um, one. And we saw kind of a trend. Mm. This this time this go around this twenty this twenty movie go around there's a lot of singing in bars a lot of singing in bars a lot of scenes where a character would just get up and sing mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, but I've got that one um, we have uh, obviously the crying game from yes. the crying game yes that is on my list as well uh, and then I have two from the Wicker Man that stood yes. out for me yes is the landlord's daughter and oh of course my the yes seduction by Britt Eklund yes those so, were both top notch do you have any other ones you want to mention. And my two winners, of course, were Your the Crying winners? Game theme. Your two winners? My two winners. My two runner-ups. 
Yeah. My two runners-up, I suppose, would be more accurate to say, uh, are, yes, the Crying Game theme. Oh, is that the you one? you wouldn't stop singing it. Is that the one where it's like, Crying Game! Crying Game! You, you pretty much got it. Not a girl, she's a man! Da, 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 da. Yeah! Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then the Wicker Man's Creepy Landlord's Daughter song. Oh, so that was one of the great winner. moments. Okay. What's the winner? Uh, the winner is actually uh, the well-intentioned but incredibly silly Caravaggio songs we found online. <laughs> Congratulations, guys! You did those for probably for school projects, but you win the award. As far as I'm concerned, what an unconventional choice that infuriates me. Caravaggio. My pick is uh, the Brit Eklund scene from The Wicker Man. That is a fucked up scene. That is a uh, that is a really good that is a really good musical moment. Weird music. You got weird dancing, and you got boobs, and you got a guy staring at a wall. What more could you want? That is the music, Jason. Best line. Best, best line. line from a, from a movie that we talked about for on the BFI. We should note right now: none of the movies outside of the BFI Top 100 are eligible for these awards. No, these are all these are all. Only true blue picks. True red, white, and blue Brexit. Hard Brexit, Brexit, Brexit. Wow. Films. Just stop dropping your political insight <laughs> on this podcast. I've had enough of it. Get out of there, Britain. <laughs> That's such... Wow. What a whimsical but, like, hard take. Get out of there. Yeah. Get do, your, do your own thing. Yeah, just get out of there. Start exiting. Exit out of the gift shop. That's right. Okay, so what do you got? Well, lines, I've got, again, I have two runners-up, and I have a winner. Okay, well, let's talk about some ones that uh, that we liked. All right. So what are your two runners-up? My two runners-up. Uh, and this one, just for the moment, and for his performance and everything, it's very simple. It's that moment when uh, Lawrence, in Lawrence of Arabia, is in the bar after they've come back, and he has the boy in there with them. Actually, it was after the bar, even, where he's talking to the general, and he's asking him about, uh, he's talking about killing, and he just says, I enjoyed it. Ah, okay. he's talking about how it made him feel, and it's just the look on his face and the horror, but like at the same time acknowledging that he did actually enjoy it. Like it's just it's so indicative of what this guy's going through, and, and the just, fact that the general doesn't even yeah. give it a thought. No, he's just yeah. like, oh, that's just what happens, you know. Some some people enjoy it, and some people don't. Of course, you, know? you enjoy it. You're killing someone. It's like sex, you know. Sometimes you just have to get it over with, and other times you really take a real pleasure in it. <laughs> Right. Yes. Your, um, it's funny because I also wrote down a line from Lawrence of Arabia that I didn't mm. pick. Yeah. But uh, and you heard it earlier in the mm. montage. It's truly for some men, nothing is written unless they write it. Yeah, that's a great line. Too. Great line. Faisal, man, come on, alligator saying anything. Oh, that's Omar Sharif saying that. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was King Faisal. No. Shows what I know. I, I thought it was alligators. And you're the one who introduced me to that. Movie. I know. I know. Man, it's a long movie. What's the other uh, runner-up? Other runner-up is uh, from Doctor No when they are dro- when they are doing the car chase and they they go impossibly under that piece of construction equipment mm-hmm. and the other car drives off the cliff and he says uh, oh, I think they were on their way to a funeral <laughs> that made me laugh it's just so dumb that is a good line um, all right well before you get to your winner that I'll read some other ones that I considered um, yep. alas poor Yorick from Hamlet I mean yeah, I, I knew think him Horatio I think that's a classic. Um, anytime uh, Terry Thomas and I'm Alright Jack said a mm. positive sha <laughs> um, Terry Thomas saying anything <laughs> uh, Brazil the mm. line where we hear like why the what, 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 uh, what's the reason for these terrorist attacks bad sportsmanship bad sportsmanship yes um, and then yeah I'll let you get to your winner first my winner because this line to me is uh, representative of the movie but also representative of an entire genre of humor mm. th- th- this line to me is like an or line that you could trace back Monty Python to I am your father uh, this is uh, oh and it is Peter Sellers character I believe who says we cannot accept the principle that incompetence justifies dismissal that's victimization <laughs> that's a great line <laughs> made me laugh really hard great that line. is my pick for the best line of the last 20 films Brendan but what do we got from you my pick of the best line for the past 20 films is actually a very sad tragic moment mm-hmm. um, it's from A Taste of Honey yes and again you heard it earlier <laughs> I may have been thinking about these lines when I picked the clips for this montage yes um, but you heard it earlier when um, the main character played by Rita Tushingham mm-hmm. uh, says I don't want this baby Jeff I don't want to be a mother I don't want to be a woman and that's just such like a crushing line oh, because yeah. you just feel 
everything in that moment is when she finally realizes like what's to come she's yeah. gonna have a child and she's like no i can't do this i can't i can't handle it and she feels so powerless yeah. and i just think there's so much like it's a it's a line that still resonates i imagine with women even today that have been yeah. in that situation and the fact that we watched that movie and like the portrayal of some of the characters in the movie still wasn't like super dated which mm. was crazy it's held up really well i think we kind of noted it was kind of like a feminist uh kitchen sink drama yeah yeah absolutely all right, well, Good stuff. our next uh, our next category is one that we've run into many a time, and it's the most blatant racism. Ah, yes, one of my favorite categories. I'm watching <laughs> old British movies. We're always going to run into something. I feel like, uh, first of all, we have a special mention to the way uh, some of the black people and Arab people are presented in I'm All Right, Jack. Yeah. Uh, uh, black people can, uh, described off screen as working... Uh, for less money, and they're not really. There's no black characters. They, so that's they, what, they're used as a threat in that movie. It's like, oh, yeah. if you guys don't work, they're going to bring in the blacks. Um, I do have a comment from a taste of money where she's like, "Oh, are you from the jungle?" Yeah, I yeah. that was a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gandhi with some possible brown face, mm. a little bit of browning up, and of course, Alec Guinness in yeah. brown face. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even nominate Alec Guinness for this one though because of the Sean Connery Award, sure. but also because like his performance was so good. It, 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 may, it maybe as a white man, it's easy for me to forgive that because he was so good. But do you have runners up? I do have one runner up okay. in my category, which was Joseph Wiseman and Doctor No, a British fellow, British Canadian fellow playing a Chinese German guy. I think that is my winner. Yep, <laughs> Joseph Wiseman as Doctor No in Doctor No, wearing yellow face, and his eyes are made to be slanted. It's yes, yeesh. and and while that is certainly a performance that's quite racist, I'm I have to say though I think that this category is carried by one Eric Pullman playing the Sultan of Mikyad in the Bells of Saint Trinians. Remember him? Yeah, because wasn't he a white dude? No, well, he, yes, he was a white dude who was done up in brown face, and he was making all those weird comments oh. about like having more wives and stuff, and like yeah. checking out the ladies, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he he is the quote unquote winner in this category. Well, congratulations, congratulations, Mister. Who's been dead for forty years? No doubt, at least. <laughs> All right, Jason, most British performance. And now what does this mean to you, most British performance? How do we describe uh, there's this? A certain, there's a certain level of, of fastidiousness and, and uh, pride and restraint and uh, uh, detachment that, that describes what a British person is. A certain way they talk, you know. And sometimes that's comedic and sometimes that's dramatic, but it's there's just something about it. It's hard to describe. It's like pornography, Brendan. I'll know it when I see it. Or in this case, when I hear it. Right. Audio porn. That's right. So uh, who do you have for runners-up? So for runners-up, uh, collectively, I have all of Mr. Chip's co-workers. Super British. I mean, professors. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. We have a uh, a classic one here, Bernard Lee as Doctor or as M in Doctor No, okay. super British, always has been. And talking about his uh, lady gun or uh, Bond's lady gun. <laughs> so uh, we got one more. Oh, yeah, another runner. One up. more runner up, okay. and this was really hard because I struggled with this uh, choice. Okay. And, and this runner up came very very close. Okay, it was Edward Fox in Gandhi as the the general oh, yeah. that orders the massacre, and then he's it's very brief performance, but in that scene where he is talking to the judge and the judge is questioning him on the massacre and he's just laying it out flat that that's exactly what happened he's so goddamn british i thought you were gonna say edward woodward (laughs) in wicker man um okay well uh my kind of ones that i thought about but didn't quite make it i put uh stanley holloway for passport to pimlico Mm -hmm. lead the lead man in that one i thought was very very british yes very british absolutely very uh um irene handel in the bells of saint trinian she's the one who's like hello Hello. who are you how are you it's very 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 uh, lower class very lower sixth I, and then my other nominee was Jack Hawkins from Lawrence of Arabia, who yes. plays the general. Uh, yes, yes, Jack Hawkins, our old friend from uh, from uh, Bridge on the River Kwai. Which is, the, for almost the exact same yep. reason you said, is that Lawrence says that line, and he's all, Yes, well, you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, yeah, sniff on my lip, old boy. Mm, yes, give it to yourself. He's mm. very, yeah, I just find him very nervous. Yeah. Who's your winner? My I'm, winner. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm wondering if it's the same person. It may very well be. My winner from I'm All Right Jack is one Terry Thomas. Yep. That's exactly Terry it. Thomas is maybe the most British man who's ever lived. How can you pick anything other than Terry Thomas in that movie? There's no way. There's no way. In, 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 of all the movies we watched, just, just that accent. He's the, he's the British predecessor of Paul F. Tompkins. Absolute Shaw. Absolute Shaw. And kids, if you want to hear old Terry Thomas on the Disney Plus, just pop in the Robin Hood cartoon. He does the voice of the snake.
Okay. Mm-hmm. I did not know that, and I'm happy to hear that because that's my favorite Disney movie. It's fantastic. Uh, super underrated Disney movie. Absolutely. Um, so, our next one is a big one. It is Best Cinematography. This mm. was a uh, this was a tough one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I wrote down some uh, some some ones that are potential like local hero. Mm-hmm. Thought the Scottish uh, exteriors were beautiful, um, and and at the same time very dull <laughs> looking. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just yep. like a perfect combination, very authentically Scottish. Absolutely. Um, I thought Don't Look Now yep. was very uh, the cinematography was very good in that movie, especially some of the shots and some of the uh, some of the editing. I mean, we don't have an award for editing, but I yep. think that would go into that absolutely. too. Absolutely. Um, Brazil yep. is a big one. Brazil looks gorgeous mm-hmm. and is very carefully designed. Like I look at that movie and I almost get stressed watching it, thinking yeah. about how much work went into it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, uh, blow up yep. for different reasons. I mean, that's a very bleak, mm-hmm. empty kind of looking movie, but the the shots are very long and they're very drawn out, and it's done in a very kind of a brilliant way. Uh, Gandhi mm-hmm. is another one I thought of. Uh, just that epic look yep. that. Uh, you know the, the wide scope of that movie. You feel you feel the widescreen. You do. You really do. But before I go to the winner, who do you have as your runners up? Uh, my runners up include uh, 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 I wanted Lawrence Arabia. I mean, runner straight up. up, straight up Lawrence okay. Arabia. Yeah, okay. one of the best, uh, beautiful, epic wide shots. That shot where they're attacking Aqaba from the desert is one of the greatest f- shots in I'll, fucking film history. I'll just spoil it right now. Then Lawrence Arabia is my winner. <laughs> well, no, I understand why. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I, my two other runner ups, uh, Thirty Nine Steps. The yep. the black and white photography is stunning, and re- again, very much Hitchcock style, and and a proto Hitchcock at that point, like before he was, I guess, super famous. Mm-hmm. He's still famous. But you like, still see his style. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Very much, very much there. Early, early, early. And a bit of dark horse in the category. Uh, Caravaggio is oh. a stunning movie in many ways. A lot of the tableaus in it are very beautiful looking. The costumes are really cool. Um, the movie just not not as inter- interesting re- as the the cinematography of it all. I'm really curious to see your winner. But my number one, Brendan, with a bullet. Don't you dare fucking say it. Terry Gilliam's Brazil. Okay, I was going to say, if you say women in love, I swear <laughs> to fucking God. No, you were right. Brazil is such a dense movie. It's it's like all yeah. Terry Gilliam movies. It's so layered. There's so much stuff going on. And fat, just brilliant production design. Uh, just a real vision for what this future looks like. Mm-hmm. Or what this world looks like somewhere in the 20th century. Not even the future. This somewhere in the 20th century. This crazy, inefficient, British-led world that I love. So Bureauc- Brazil, good on you. Bureaucratic is all get out. That's the best kind of bureaucratic. Uh, all right, so our next category, Jason, we're going to look at Best Director. Best Director. Tell us who you considered. Uh, best Director, yep. Three people, uh, well, two people, runner-up, one winner. Okay. Uh, the just... runner-ups, Terry Gilliam for Brazil. Again, okay. I, maybe Terry Gilliam's best movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done some very good ones. Uh, but yeah, Brazil, definitely up there. Uh, Robin Hardy for The Wicker Man. That movie's fantastic. It is It is so well shot and interesting and, and uh, creepy and it... All the props to him for it. All right. What else um, you got for runner-ups? I've got a bunch of runner-ups that I was uh, considering. Uh, and when we get to later, I have a lot of runner-ups. Uh, okay, so uh, Nicholas Rogue for Don't Look Now is one I considered mm-hmm. because I love uh, just I love that movie. It's uh, I think it's brilliantly directed. I think the acting's great. I think the mystery of the film is good. I think the way it's shot is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I have your your favorite name to say, Michelangelo Antonioni. For blow up. Same reason for the cinematography, really. Yeah. It's just like it's a brilliantly directed movie. Uh, David Lean for Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. You got to throw him in there. David Lean is a he's made a couple of okay movies. Um, yeah, he really has. Uh, Shekhar Kapoor for Elizabeth. Yes. I threw in there because I thought that movie was very interesting, and I thought having this kind of um, Indian filmmaker with it put a different spin on the look of the movie. Yeah, having a little more, a little more sense of color maybe than other uh, other historical. Yeah, approaches. it didn't feel as stuffy as a mm. stuffy costume drama typically feels. Um, and the other person I considered was uh, Alfred Hitchcock for the Thirty Nine Steps because, yes. for reasons you said, you would see his style then immediately. That's as brilliant a movie today as it was when it came out. Yep. Who's your winner? My winner is David Lean. Excuse me of being conventional, but man, Lawrence Arabia is one of my favorite movies of all time, and there was no question. David Lean, best director. Can you guess who I gave it to? Uh, you gave it to the guy who directed Women in Love because you loved it so much. All right, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I gave it to Terry Gilliam for Brazil. Hey, good call. So you went with cinematography, and I went with director. Absolutely. All right, Jason, we're going to get into the acting now. All right. Supporting 
Best Supporting Actress. Oh, so we start with the women, so the men go get it last. I see how it is. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> um, honestly, I feel like this time... There was a lot less choices to pick from. And I don't mean because yeah, there weren't good women. I just were. mean we had a lot of men-heavy films. Yeah, I mean, when you're watching British movies made in the 20th century, yeah, you're going to see that a lot. And uh, like I say, I also had a similar similar struggles. Yeah. But uh, came up with some names. But I did come up with, uh, so I'll tell you who I uh, considered here. And if you uh, considered any of the, if it's your winner, don't tell me. But yeah. if you considered it, let me know. Yeah. Um, I it kind of a dark horse here. Um, I thought Liz Fraser and I'm All Right Jack playing the kind of ditzy... Uh, the daughter of Peter yep. Sellers, the girlfriend there. That, oh, yeah, uh, she was really good, yeah, wasn't she? Yeah, she was like the prototypical um, kind of character for that. But mm. like just great, like perfect for that Ditsy, kind of but not stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Miranda Richardson for The Crying Game yeah. was a very uh, just terrifying villain. Oh, yeah. Um, but also <laughs> she like she had funny moments too. Like she was just like so many, just so much in one performance. Yeah, yeah exactly. So much, so much humanity. Despite being evil. <laughs> uh, Gene Simmons in Hamlet. I thought she was great. Um, Hamlet was sometimes a struggle, but I thought she kind of like brought the whole thing to life whenever she was on screen. Paul Stanley would have made it better. <laughs> uh, Greer Garson for Goodbye, Mr. Chips. I mean, Oscar nominated. Mm-hmm. And here's my dark horse pick that I didn't go with, but I almost did just because I thought it would have been interesting. Yep. But from the 39 steps, Peggy Ashcroft. And who she plays is the crofter's wife the innkeeper the the oh the one that gives him the coat yes yes i yes. thought that is such a good like small performance kind of buried in this movie and that we talked about that little story in the 39 steps between the crofter and his wife how he's like an abusive relationship and you get some actually terrifying closure on that mm-hmm. um with him i guess beating her off screen yep. but i thought she's just like she's so good in that movie and i don't think i don't think she, her performance is ever talked about yeah so my runners-up included uh, Hermione Baddeley for everything, because she's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Margaret Rutherford for Passport to Pimlico, because Margaret Rutherford also is wonderful, and she's pretty funny in that movie, and it was different to see her in that compared to, I think, was it Room at the Top? She no, was in? Uh, or, I'm Alright Jack. Was it I'm Alright Jack that yeah. she was in, where she was the mom? Yep. Okay, well then, yes, it was then for that as well. She gets a double nod. Mm-hmm. But that's not my choice for winner, Brendan. Well, I guess I should give the winner, uh, give winner. winner first. My winner is Margaret Rutherford. For Passport to Pimlico. Good call. Um, I think she was like a fucking... I feel like I discovered someone yeah. watching her. In that I mean, obviously, <laughs> I discovered Margaret Rutherford. Did, but like, I feel like it was just such like a... I don't want to say revelation, mm-hmm. but like watching that movie, I was like, God damn, this woman is hilarious and talented and funny. And in this other movie, she's so different. Yep. And I've never heard of her before. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> and uh, now I'm like a Margaret Rutherford fan. I'm going to dig into her silent film uh, filmography. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Ruther band. You're a Rutherfordian. A Ruther band. Ruther band. Uh, my Supporting Actress Award goes to Greer Garson from Goodbye, Mr. Chips, oh, because she was fantastic. There we go. And uh, yeah, and I mean, and, and, and then she goes ahead and dies, which is the mark of any good actress, so... <laughs> Wait, in real life or the movie? Uh, I mean, I guess she, I assume she's dead, so... She lives! Oh my god, she's 95. So congratulations to Greer Garson. I hope you enjoy this award. And to Maggie Rutherford. <laughs> that's, my fa- that's my favorite car, the Maggie Rutherford. Uh, what's the next one, Jason? Best Supporting Actor. Our next, yeah, Best Supporting Actor. Another hard category. Uh, I had there are so many good performances. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I boiled it down to three. Okay, who are your runners-up? My runners-up, uh, Peter Sellers and I'm All Right Jack as the union leader. Uh, he, again, they kind of look like Hitler and had that great line. Uh, and in a, in a Hermione Baddeley-like turn, Edward Fox for Gandhi. Okay. Holy oh, yeah, shit. he's terrifying. That, he's terrifying. He's amazing. That role is so fucking great. I had a lot of I had a lot that I wrote down that I was considering. Uh, I considered Burt Lancaster for local, from local. He's very Hero. good in that. Yes. Uh, I considered Michael Caine from Mona Lisa, Michael despite his Kine. limited screen time. He is pretty scary in that movie. Oh yeah. Uh, I considered Jay Davidson from The Crying Game. Yeah. Uh, great performance. Uh, considered George Cole from The Bells of Saint Trinians. I thought him as Flash Harry is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omar Sharif from Lawrence of Arabia. We talked about him already. Uh, Jeffrey Rush from Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, also won an Academy Award. Uh, Christopher Lee from The Wicker Man. Mm, terrifying. Mm, yes. Right in his element. Just, oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I, this is kind of, I don't know if this is a dark horse, but I also consider Michael Palin from Brazil. Yes. I thought he was perfectly cast. We talked about how it was going to be 
It was going to be someone else. I don't remember exactly who, but it was going to be someone that was a lot. Oh, I think it was going to be Robert De Niro in that role originally. Mm. And uh, Michael Palin kind of took it over. He was, and, and it's so great because it's, it's, it yes. it's a role that is so Michael Palin until it's completely against type for Michael Palin. Which is what makes it perfect. Exactly. Um, but that's not my winner. Who's your winner? My winner for Best Supporting Actor goes to uh, the actor who probably had the most they had to do for any role. And that was Jay Davidson in The Crying Game. That's because good, Jay Davidson pick. not only had to dress up as a woman, Jay Davidson had to convincingly be a woman for an hour of that movie yep. to make the audience think that she was a legit you know, woman from birth. And, and Jay did such a great just such an amazing job and pulled it off, you know, in a in a performance that I don't know has been seen quite since. Yeah, it's it's crazy if you can if you can pull that off and convince people that like that, you know, surprise people with the twist. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And it and it blew people's heads apart at the time. Which yeah, and we had some comments of people of course saying like, Oh, I knew it was the twist. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Uh mine my pick is Peter Sellers. Uh, I'm all right, Jack. Uh, I think he just he as great as that movie is, he just like he sticks that so much because yeah. he's such a fucking phenomenal actor, mm-hmm. um, just a great comedic actor, great dramatic actor, and he pulls off a million different things in that movie. He does. He really does. All right. Well, Jason, we're gonna get to the last uh, couple here, and then we'll get to our rankings. Ooh. I'm very excited for that. Um, lead actress. Um, I had a few. This was a tougher one. Mm-hmm. I had a few that I considered. Um, I considered Kathy Tyson from Mona Lisa. I thought she was very good, very uh, alluring, very very reminiscent of Jay Davidson. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I considered Rita Tushingham from A Taste of Honey. Yeah, um, one of the one of the better, very young actress performances. Uh, I just I nominated Julie Christie because she's Julie Christie and I yes. love her from Don't Look Now. How could you not? <laughs> uh, I didn't, but how could you not? <laughs> and I also. I also nominated, I don't know why I wrote this down as A Taste of Honey, because that's not the film, but I nominated um, someone from a movie I didn't care for that much, and that's Glenda Jackson from Women in Love. Mm. I thought she was one of the better parts of that movie. Nice. But that's not my winner. Who are your runners-up? My runners-up include one Rita Tushingham for A Taste of Honey. She was great in that movie, as well as Ursula Andress for Dr. No, because she originated (laughs) the Bond girl role. And and did the did the most with what she had. And I mean, she was to be, also very attractive. To be fair, it's not her voice. No, it's not her voice. But but her performance, I enjoyed it very much, and I had to I had to give her a shout out for what she means to the history of film. Hot take. My pick for the winner is Kate Blanchett for Elizabeth. That is also my pick for the winner. I have to. Yeah. It was it was the meatiest role for a lady outside of maybe Rita Tushingham in, yeah. in uh, A Taste of Honey. And she fucking kills it and and really brings to life history, I would say. She, Even if the movie's not historically accurate, she makes it feel like it. She has that movie on her shoulders, and that's not to take away from anyone else no. in that movie, but she is that movie. Absolutely. Kate Blanchett is wonderful. And was strong enough to warrant somebody bankrolling a sequel. This era's Julie Christie... All right. Good job, Kate Blanchett. Jason, we are coming to the last award here before we get to our rankings. And then it's for lead actor. Lead actor. Tough Who did category. did you consider? Well, my runners-up include Edward Woodward for The Wicker Man. Oh, okay. I thought he was great. He really conveyed his sense of unsettling, you know, just creepiness like like that he is experiencing being in this weird town <laughs> trying to understand what's going on with these people and then in his, his crazy religious rants by the end of it like yeah he was great he was he's fantastic jonathan price for brazil brazil is one of my favorite movies of all time i think pick. it's clear uh and jonathan price is great in this movie i first saw jonathan price in the james bond film tomorrow never dies and he was fine uh, and I've later loved him on Game of Thrones and in various other productions. He was in one of the, I think he might have been in one of the Horatio Hornblower movies. Rockadoodle. But, but nothing quite comes to the level of Sam Lowry in Brazil. It's just a real great movie, a I real great that role. Scene of Sam Lowry coming, but okay. <laughs> He's a comer. What the fuck impression was that? That was my Trump. He's a comer. You know, there's, there's a great Ugh. video. It's an old blog of Trump when he used to have a YouTube blog. Yeah. And he's talking about Rick Perry, the secretary, the current secretary of energy. And Rick Perry, he's a comer. Ugh. That name just stirs. <laughs> Rick Perry? Trump. Yeah, fuck Rick oh, Perry. Oh, no, I meant both. <laughs> All right. Well, the people I considered for this award, Jason, I considered Robert Donnett for Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Mm-hmm. I thought he was... Uh, Convincing at playing an old man, convincing at playing a young man, had a lot of heart. Um, totally didn't even realize it was him from Thirty Nine Steps mm-hmm. until I saw the name, which was 
right away, to be yeah. fair, but yeah. still. I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Um, I consider Bob Hoskins from Mona Lisa. I thought he's his such a multi-layered performance. Um, so much like just so much everything you to him. Like you, he, you didn't he, think about Bob Hoskins from Brazil? <laughs> very small part. Yeah, but, but I mean, we could pretend it's a lead role. That is not a lead Bob role. Hoskins stars in Brazil. And there's your winner. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I think he just does so much emotion with it, just with his eyes alone. Mm. Um, Peter O'Toole from Lawrence of Arabia, I thought about too. He's yeah. uh, he's terrific. Oh, and I he's thought not about him. Just like I a, thought about him all day. He's not just a dashing young Man, he's also just a very nuanced actor. Yeah, absolutely. And my, my last one before we reveal our winners, I also uh, thought about in the, playing a dual role in The Bells of St. Trinian's, yes. Mr. Alistair Sim. Can't have that without mentioning him. He's great. Yeah, it's no, great. He's, he's, he should be lead, also nominate him for Best Actress. If, if we'd have had a, had a Best uh, uh, Transgender category, he would have come second. <laughs> well, well, hold on now. <laughs> Cross uh, cross dressing really because he yes yes you're right well I guess I yeah, yeah well I guess, I guess the, char- the character was not transgender the character was a lady that would have been quite a twist that would have been quite a he's twist. just running would have back been and a forth. very a very ahead of its time he's so. just running back and forth getting into a dress and then yeah. getting into a suit <laughs> it's the same it's like, it's like the end of Mrs Doubtfire yeah it's and then real... he gets drunk and it all comes on why was yeah. I gonna say Nutty Professor <laughs> <laughs> I mean Eddie Murphy plays different people but he's not he's, he's not pretending to be every member of his family in the movie did you just call him Nettie Murphy yeah Nettie Murphy yeah you know the comedian Nettie Murphy, old Nettie. Uh, and the winner is, we should say at the same time, one, two, three, Ben, ben Kingsley, Kingsley for Gandhi. Gandhi. Obviously. Obviously. I knew right when we, we wrote that that was going to be the winner. I mean, uh, how could it not be? Yeah, I mean, I don't even care for that movie that much, but you yeah. can't ignore the fact the that The movie ben may be pedestrian, but at the end of the day, Gandhi just shines through. At the end of the day, Gandhi is great. I mean, Ben Kingsley's great. Ben Kingsley Gandhi. is fantastic. Congratulations to the winners. Uh, you'll yeah, be receiving da, da, da. your bouquets in the yeah, mail. Da, da, da. If the flowers die in the mail, I apologize. The only music I know is the price of right music. Da, 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 da. Jason, we are now we get to the point of the show that I am very curious about. <laughs> don't you dare look at my screen. I don't see nothing. Okay. Well, what we're going to do now is we are going to reveal our ranking of the 20 movies that we talked about. From local hero to goodbye, Mr. Chips. Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Though I never knew you at all, you were a teacher who recognized me, and you made me touch your balls. But you only made me touch one ball, because you said the other was sore. (laughs) I waited several hours, it could have been more than four. And I would have liked to cradle them, but I was just a kid. Oh, well, I shouldn't have used the real lyrics in that case. Okay, jeez. And uh, I'm getting arrested. Yep. And here I go, and I'll be Bye. out. And I'm back. All right. All right, Jason, we are going to reveal our rankings. Our 20 movies, where we rank them. So I'm going to start off with number 20. Number 20 on Brennan's number list. Number 20, I said Women in Love. Least surprising. The worst. Least surprising of the list. <laughs> I just wrote women. Just so wrote looks women. Like women are the worst. Women are the worst, according to Brendan. All right, Jason, you're number 20. The worst. 1948's Hamlet. Oh, okay. And that's, and that's just because it's Hamlet. And we've all seen Hamlet, and this is a version of Hamlet. So, Hamlet. All right, Jason, my number 19, 19. pick. 19 is Gandhi. Ooh, deep, deep in the list. Deep in the list, Gandhi. Uh, mediocre, very mediocre movie, great performance. Absolutely. I what do you think? Number 19. Uh, a beautiful film that is confusing and insane, uh, Caravaggio. 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 Okay, and I Worth apologize. watching, but weird. And I apologize for the bumping, guys. I am writing these down. Number 18 for me was Hamlet. All right. Both very deep in the list here. Uh, Number 18 for Jason would be A Taste of Honey, which is a fantastic fantastic performance and everything, but also uh, in this list, maybe the less entertaining one, but definitely worth watching for sure. Okay, wow, deep in the list. I mean, let's just assume that all these movies are good. They're on this list to some extent. You may not like Women in Love, but otherwise, they're all pretty good. I was going to say, don't you dare make me say that's good (laughs) because I refuse. Uh, okay, so number 17 for me, I said Caravaggio. Caravaggio. Also deep in the pack. Also deep in the pack for both of us. 
17, Jason. What are 17 you saying? 17 is Women in Love. Aha! Which I like a lot in, in, uh, for specific things. Uh, I'm grossed out by the, uh, the fucking uh, the clip you played at the beginning of the show. Oh, the fucking pit? Yeah, yeah. How, to, how to eat a fig? But, as I've said before, greatest wrestling match in the history of cinema. Five stars. Five stars. Number 16 for me was The Bells of St. Trinians. The Bells, the Bells. A good, enjoyable film and nothing more. All right. Uh, mine is Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Okay. If uh, you can't... If... Uh, uh, what's that? Oh, fuck. What's the Robin Williams movie? Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Oh, we're not doing that anymore? Well, what's the Robin Williams movie? Oh, uh, Dead Poets Society. Yeah, right. If, if, if you go to the video store and Dead Poets Society is already rented, check out Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Though I never knew you at all, you had the grace to hold yourself on England's greatest balls. Yeah, okay, yeah. All right, let's move along. Uh, for number 15 for me, I said Passport to Pimlico. Fine movie. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. For 15, uh, you can put uh, Don't Look Now. Oh. Deep, much deeper in the list than I suspect Brendan's will. Uh, no spoilers, but probably. <laughs> A perfectly fine, uh, well-made horror movie that well, did, did clearly didn't resonate with me in the same way it did with Brandon. You liked it more than Women in Love, and that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, number 14 for me was Dr. No. A perfectly okay Bond movie, um, but not great. I thought it was fine. Actually, I should say I thought it was decent. Pimlico yeah. and Bells I both enjoyed. Um, but there are very, just silly movies that I like. Mm-hmm. Number 14 for you, Jason. Uh, number 14 for me would be Blow Up. Oh, okay. Blow Up. And I'm excited to sometime watch Blow Out. That is going to happen yeah. next week. No, oh, my God. God we got to do more movies on this list, Jason. All right, number 13 for me was Goodbye, Mr. Chips. You love your teacher comedies. And it's not really a comedy, I suppose. It's yeah. funny because he gets old. It's a lighthearted romp. It's a lighthearted uh, look back at a man's life. My next one is Just Elizabeth. 13. 13, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, okay. A luscious looking uh, and... Historically accurate. And maybe historically suspect, but also, you know, entertaining and, and cool. Okay. Uh, my number 12 is A Taste of Honey. Ooh. And you can put my number 12 as Mona Lisa. Okay. So you abbreviated every movie except Taste of Honey? You know what, Jason? They can't <laughs> see what you're talking about. <laughs> you have to take a picture of this and post it online. Uh, sure. Um, and it's perfectly lined up. Yeah. <laughs> Number 11 for me was The Wicker Man. All I need to know is what I know about The Wicker Man. Is that 11 is the crying game? Uh, yeah. Wait, actually? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm surpri- I'm actually sur- I thought it was going to be higher for you. I love the performance, but yeah, it's just not I mean, the Crying Game is a good movie to watch, but it's not a movie I would uh, I'm acting like your 11 pick would be terrible. Like, yeah, no, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I'm I'm I honestly thought top uh, 10 was going to be for you. Yeah. Okay, so number 10 for me. Here we go. We're getting into Here the nitty-gritty into the deep. Blow up. Oh, up I do like a blow up. What do you got for number 10, Jason? Uh, Passport to Pimlico. Oh, wow. Quite high I really, I really enjoyed the uh, um, exploration of, of living in post-war but still rationing England. That was a fascinating thing because you and I know nothing of that. No. So we learned a lot. We did. About ourselves and our weenuses. That's right. Wait, what? No. Moving on. Okay. Number nine for me is Elizabeth. Uh, a great costume drama, historically accurate as all. Get My out. favorite red-haired monarch-based movie. And uh, very expertly directed, as we talked about. Number nine for you, Jason. Number nine is going to be Local Hero. Local Hero. A lovely, a lovely time, a lovely comedy in the Scottish Highlands by the ocean. Okay. Number eight for me is Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa Smile. That would be number 785,000. <laughs> what if Bob Hoskins and Julia Roberts did a movie together? Uh, it would be Five years ago. I was going to say, it would be Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah, be, yeah. That was on TV the other day. I watched like I watched like 15 minutes of that. Coming soon! <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in many years. I heard the sequel has like ghosts and shit. I, I, I did see it. I don't remember anything about the second one. I can tell you that much. Number eight, Jason. Number eight. My number eight would be The Wicker Man. A fine... 
way better than it had any right to be low budget 70s horror masterpiece i would say oh masterpiece at number eight okay here we go uh number seven i'm going to say i'm all right jack jack's fine film yeah, mine is uh, the Bells of Saint Trinians. Oh, I, I enjoyed it. Yes, I enjoyed it very much. It uh, was not the sort of movie I would expect it to have liked, but Alistair Sim combined with some energetic performances by the young women in the movie and George Cole, so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and number six, I am going to say Local Hero. Good call. Good, good six. Beautiful, beautiful movie. Nice warm comedy. Uh, my next one, number six, is I'm All Right, Jack. Okay, okay, okay. Peter Sellers in his prime. We're going to get similar here, I think. We may very well. Uh, my number five is Brazil. Dun, 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 Brazil. Uh, my my next one is Gandhi. This is number five. Number five, number Gandhi. five, yes, Gandhi. Absolutely. So you definitely don't think this is a mediocre film, Jason. I, I think that the, the strength of Ben Kingsley's performance, I mean, the movie is enjoyable, and but but in, compared to like uh, you know some of the other epics we've watched, it's not quite as good, but but Ben Kingsley's performance warrants it being this high as far as I'm concerned. All right. Um, number four, I've got The Crying Game. So quite a difference with that one there. Brendan's number four is the crying game. And Jason's number four is... Dr. No. Which was a far, far better James Bond movie than I remembered or expected. That is hot. Yeah, I know. I really liked it, and I put it... You know what? I, I... see maybe why it was ahead of Goldfinger even though I still think Goldfinger should be ahead of it on the list I could see now why uh, why it uh, may have been there because it's a fantastic movie we're getting to our final three Jason yep and uh, we I think uh, think we're very very similar we each have two that haven't come up yet (laughs) the same two Uh, but my number three is actually Don't Look Now oh you thought it was my number one didn't you I thought it was going to be the top three Especially when I saw that you only had three movies left, and that wasn't one of them. What is your number three, Jason? My number three is The 39 Steps. Okay. A fantastic movie, even today. My number two is The 39 Steps. A good call. As good as any. Mm-hmm. My number two is Terry Gilliam's Brazil. Oh, Jason, what could our collective number one movie be? The greatest epic of all time, Lawrence of of Arabia. Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia, number one for both of us. Not not surprising. Uh, I thought you might have gone with The Dark Horse Don't Look Now as your top movie, but still. uh, I was close, and I'm actually surprised I put 39 steps above it, too. Yeah, so similar similar, uh, tops of our list, but still an interesting mix, I would say. Well, let's take a look at this, Jason. So, Women in Love is a big one. (laughs) Pretty pretty close to where we have Mm. it, 20 and 17. Gandhi is one of our biggest differences. Yeah, you're at 19. I'm at uh, number five. So, for you, I think the performance really carried oh, yeah. that over yeah. the top. I was for just you. so blown away by Ben Kingsley that it's it's there. It's got to be. Uh, we both have Hamlet fairly low. We both have Caravaggio fairly low. Bell's we is quite a difference too. Sixteen and seven. yeah, I didn't think I'd enjoy it quite as much as I did, but it, uh, yeah, it's a really good movie. And, Pamlico uh, again, fifteen and ten. Doctor No, I have it at fourteen. You have it number four. Yeah, wow. Yeah, no, like I say, it's a really really good James Bond movie. Uh, goodbye, Mr. Chips is pretty close. Taste of Honey, I have it at 12. You have it at 18. It's a little I'd bit say, different. Look, I have Crying Game at 11, and you've got that at number four. Number so. four, yeah. Uh, don't Look Now, you have it at 15. I have it at three. Yeah, I, I, I respect that movie immensely, but I don't think it resonated with me quite the same way it did with you. Well, that's because you're wrong. Well, I mean, I'm willing to allow that. Uh, hey, you know what? You liked it, so I'll take that as a victory. Uh, Elizabeth, we both kind of have around the same place. Mona Lisa, yeah. yeah. I'm all right, Jack. When you get down the list, um, it gets pretty similar. You should watch Lawrence Arabia, 39 Steps, and Brazil. That's what you, That's you. should take from this podcast. Yeah. That's your assignment this weekend, folks. If you haven't watched those three movies, watch them one after the other. Watch now, Lawrence Arabia last. What's going to be interesting, Jason, is when we take these 20 
combine them with the first 20. Because I've actually rough drafted that myself just to see what it kind of looks like. I'm not satisfied with how it looks right now. I'm going to move it around a bunch more. But uh, I've been kind of toying with the idea of where this would go into the uh, into the other list. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Lawrence is number one when I combine them. It's a, it's a tough call. It's, it's a tough close. call. It's yeah. close. Because I believe we both had... Bridge, probably. Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both David Lean movies. Both fantastic movies, and yeah, both both good in their own ways. For so sure. I mean, I mean, we'll come back to that. Yes. But uh, that is that's a, for another day. That's for another day. Another podcast. Another day. So that's our list. We did it. We got through twenty of them. We did it. <laughs> and, and we went through it and compared where they landed on each of our lists as if it means anything. Yeah, well, it means it means something to us, Brendan. <laughs> and if the listener gets something out of that, then great. And if they don't, well, there's plenty of other podcasts, aren't there? I think the wow, <laughs> I think the ones we feel strongest about are fairly similar. I think uh, this proves that you value performances a lot. I do, um, and that we each feel the same about British comedies. But no, we don't. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this though. Out of all these movies on the list, I would argue Women in Love. I don't like at all. Yeah, I like the first. Oh, uh, I think I said everything up until the end of the nude wrestling scene was fine, and then after mm. that, I fucking hate it. Yeah, uh, Gandhi, I'm not a huge fan of. Hamlet was difficult. Caravaggio was okay. Bells and Pimlico are fine, like just fun comedies. And then after that, everything's good. But uh, I would only say the bottom like. Th- two are ones that I genu- genuinely don't care for. Yeah, and then I, for me, there was none that I totally dis- disliked. Like, everything had some merit. Hamlet was probably the least, what well, was the least interesting to me because it's Hamlet, and we've all seen Hamlet a million fucking times. And this mm. was, this is an important Hamlet, but it's a Hamlet, you know, mm. so. It's no Kenneth Branagh 1996 Hamlet. Mm-mm. Well, that was fun, Jason. We have accomplished a lot. We are two-fifths of the way through this list. Still a lot to go. Still a lot to go. A lot of movies to watch. But what we are going to do now for the people, for our beloved listeners. Yeah, it's time for that old dice roll again, folks. yeah. Ooh, that smell. We put the decision of the movies in the hands of the gods of randomness. The gods of randomness. To decide what we watch next. That's right. So we are going to roll the dice. Jason has a 1's d10 and a 10's d10. He's going to roll one of them first. And then he's going to roll the other one. And we're going to find out which movie on the BFI Top 100 will begin our next section of 20 films. Ooh, that's the way I like it. Brendan. So, Jason, I put all my faith in you. Let's roll one and let's oh, roll let's the other. Whiskey galore. You could be you could be really welcome right about now. All right, let's do this. Here we go. Are you rolling tens first? Tens first. We got an 80. Okay. Oh, and we got a drop dice. We got a drop dice, ladies and gentlemen. We got a drop dice. Oh my god, the humanity! One, two, three, four, five, six, six movies we haven't done in the 80s. All right, so if we get one that we've already watched, we're going to roll again. So here we go. 87. We've done Women in Love. We're not doing that goddamn movie again. (laughs) That was one last fuck you straight to you, Brendan. Fuck All right, here we go. Here we go. Ten. We're in the tens. Oh, we've got, oh, we've got almost all of them we haven't All right, here we go. So wide open. Wide open spaces. Some virgin territory. Wide open spaces. And we're ready. Are we ready? Here we go. Eleven. We're on number eleven. We've done the bridge on the river all quiet, right. Jason. All right, we're going to try this again, folks. <laughs> so this is just how it goes with the dice. All right, number three. That's here we go. The way it is. Blow on the dice. <laughs> there we go. Yes, that was a that was a very strange sound, and it's gonna give us a ten. We're back in the ten. Come on, we can do this. All Jason. right, am I gonna roll an eleven again, or are we gonna get something new? Let's find out. Here we go. Fourteen. Okay. All right. Number fourteen. Nineteen sixty. Saturday night and Sunday morning, starring Albert Finney. Oh, Albert Finney. Jason. We're starting off with a kitchen sink. All right. <laughs> kitchen why not? sink drama. Let's kick the new year off right. Kick it off with a kitchen sink. Woo. Directed by Carl Rice. Okay. All right, Carl Rice, here we go. rice Aroni. let's do this. <laughs> That's what his friends call him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about Saturday night and Sunday morning, which, by the way, if you're listening to this, folks, I believe you can watch this on the Criterion channel. Yes. So check it out, and uh, we will talk about it. All right, get ready. But until then, Jason, you can find us on Facebook. Just search for For Screen. And Country. And you can find us on Twitter at BFI underscore pod. You can find Jason on Twitter. At Jason D. McLeod. That's M-A-C-L-E-O-D. Come see me there. Hit me up. Let me know what you're thinking. Movies? You like them? Tell me. 
Yeah, he just tweets giving out awards to random things all day. Yeah. He's like, best squirrel I saw on a Sunday. Yeah. This one. That was a and good then, squirrel. And then doesn't post a picture. Well, I mean, I don't want to ruin his privacy. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, so... I don't even know what to say. I don't never. I, I I've I've watched this movie and I still don't know what to say. We're no. just going to talk about it. All right, we'll we'll do that. <laughs> so, Jason, I got to say to you, God save the queen. God save the screen. And for screen and country, I'm Brendan and I'm Jason. And the award goes to us for best podcast of 2019. <laughs> Na 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 na